Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Bonjour and thanks for coming, Canada. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello, Jamal's here. Hi, it's Stoney. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another fun week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast that there ever was. You know, everyone's talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) You got me. I got you, gal. (laughs) Hey, well, uh, before we get too into the podcast today... Um, I just wanted to make a quick little correction because a couple of our listeners um, have pointed out some uh, some fallacies in the uh, last podcast (laughs) that we put out. Um, So in the last podcast, I said things that I was taught about Quebecois uh, when I was in high school and I guess that was factually incorrect. So I wanted to thank the people that pointed that out to us. Um, of course, major apologies for spreading fake news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. Our intention was definitely not to say anything false or to insult anybody. Um, well, any Canadians, of course. Um, but basically... Uh, Quebecois was not it's not really a different language than French it's just more of a different dialect Um, and there are a few to my understanding there are like a few different like words are you know words are a little bit different here and there but um, it's basically like the um, people speaking English in like America and people speaking English in England gotcha so that is the understanding that I have now. Um, I think that I was not taught properly <laughs> in school. Um, so I hope that I have a better grasp of that for you. So if anyone was offended by that part, I just wanted to say that I'm sorry, désolé, and that will not happen again. I am going to just stop talking like Miss Cracker, just in order to not <laughs> offend the rest of the queens on the show. <laughs> um but yeah so moving on we don't really have too much to update you guys on otherwise um except for that starting next week you know of course all stars five is over so canada's drag race will reign supreme and our podcast for canada's drag race will start coming out on tuesdays so you'll get it a day early Yes, queens, get ready. Update your calendars. Ready to serve the Canadian queens. (laughs) Yes, girl. All right, let's go ahead and get into our honesty spill of the week. Uh, Honesty. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our honesty spill of the week. We are, of course, back, back, back again to bring you all the coverage of Canada's Drag Race, episode four. Episode four, I'm still really enjoying Canada's Drag Race. Yes, we're starting to get up there in the episodes. It's been a fun ride so far. Yeah, we've really been enjoying Canada's Drag Race a lot. I don't know, there's something just so refreshing about the seasons of Drag Race not in America. So, um, (laughs) I mean, I feel like the American ones are just like drama, drama, drama. That's what's going to get us views. And then in uh in canada and then like uk also like i mean there was a little bit of drama but it was more about the actual drag yeah canada's drag race just feels really fun and light and different yes so let's go ahead and get into it starting at the top of the show anastasia anakwe has sashayed away and she left no message (laughs) mother out i guess she had nothing else to say like nothing yeah, girl, and you're like the mother. You don't really need to leave a message. You just say yeah. bye and you're out. <laughs> you know the message, by the way, she that glance she gave you on her way out? That's all <laughs> you need all, to know. It's all in the eyes. That's right. <laughs> um, so they're back in the workroom, of course. And Rita Vega feels like the Toronto Queens are being real loud and that there are other Queens in the competition. So she says that I'm sorry, but this is not Toronto's drag race. 
<laughs> Rita has had it. She's like, these Toronto girls just think it's all about them all the time. Lights, camera, action. Here we go again. Not today. Rita has had it. Yes. It's kind of like the New York queens on American Drag Race where it's like, I'm tired of these New York hoes. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. <laughs> They're all like, clack it a clack it a clack. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> and all the other girls are like, uh, can you just like calm down? Like you're not that great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yes. So it's a new day in the workroom, and I'm feeling subtitled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rita, that really made me chuckle. Stacy comes into the workroom, and this week's mini challenge is. Wait, I forgot. Oh, pit crew! Oh my gosh, I love this game. <laughs> Let's do it again. Oh, pit crew. Ah, I love this game even more. Let's just keep doing it. <laughs> oh, pit crew. I love this game the most. Yes. Lots and lots of hunky men. They all come in to the room. And this week's mini challenge actually is going to be a good old game of match. The girls have to match the guys wearing the same colored underwear. Yes, and can we, like, talk about real quick just the fact that they brought in some, like, body positivity into the workroom? It wasn't just all (laughs) six-packs. It was mostly six-packs. Yeah, it was mostly six-packs. But there were some representing... uh, So There was a representative of uh, what I guess would be considered an average body shape. Yes. Yeah. But that was really nice to see. Um, Were there any... Well, actually, I was going to ask, do you have any favorite pick crew members? Because I have to say that mine were number five and nine. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have not thought about this. I hadn't thought about it either, so I can't tell you who was my favorite but well, they were all pretty nice. <laughs> yes, I agree. I was really feeling Mr. Mustache the most. Oh, Mr. Mustache was cute, but they all looked like snacks. Yeah. All yeah. All of them were really attractive, of course. I'm just picking <laughs> my favorites cuz I'm not a hoe. I'm not going to have them all. <laughs> we would not shame you if you did, but I have to go back and review for my faves. I did like where Priyanka was basically like, these are all the guys that have blocked me on Grindr. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, that's a whole other topic to get into, too. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, pe- you know, pe- people of color in the LGBT community, um, I feel like, you know, m- have more trouble. I don't know if I maybe I'm assuming, but I'm just assuming that um, based on her comment, the um, people of color in our community like are passed over, I guess, more on Grinder or probably in real life too. Yeah, it's kind of just goes back to the no fats, no femmes, no Asians kind of thing. Like if you're a little too brown or um, you know too black in the skin, you know, there's been like that kind of racism on the apps and whatnot, and it's just blatantly in the profiles. So. You know, shenanigans like that definitely are common. I have experienced it for sure. Definitely. Uh, racism um, is not isolated to any one platform. I mean, um, you know, grinder, um, in por- uh, you know, pornography. Um, it's sort of unfortunately, I don't want to say accepted, but like maybe just generally understood that that's how things go in the LGBT community. Yeah, it's the work that we're doing now, especially um, it came up a lot during Pride, like, you know, taking things like the race out of your Pornhub searches and um, and and it goes both ways. You know, there's plenty of um, people of color that are like whites only, you know, shit like that. So it's just cultural work that we as a community have to dig into and fix. And I, I've seen more and more queens, especially as it you know relates to Drag Race, talking about this, like just how they search for porn and how they view people not because of one thing over the other, you know. So just making little changes like that over time should help. And that's where we need to keep that focus. 
Right. I um I wish that was something that people talked about outside of Pride Month as well. Like right. maybe they took that knowledge and brought it into the whole year. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's um, what we need. It needs <laughs> yeah. to be carried out. Definitely. And I think one of the one of the aspects of the Black Lives Matter movement that I really liked was um was, you know, basically you know, trying to influence, you know, in um, pornography and just, you know, stating that, you know, Black Lives Matter, like, you guys need to stop saying that your interests are not, like, your interest in a racial preference is not racism. Right. Yes. So, I don't know. I'm feeling really tongue-tied today, so I'm just going to apologize in advance, everybody. (laughs) I feel like I'm not (laughs) clearly communicating. What's happening in my mind is not (laughs) exiting my body. I get what you're saying. There's so many layers to this cake and it's nothing that's going to be fixed overnight. Um, No one's out here having the same black POC by POC um, or queer experience as the other. So it's just going to take listening and um, acknowledging experiences and history. Definitely. So we match some attractive men's underwear (laughs) and uh, the winner of this mini challenge is Jimbo. <laughs> Jimbo is on it. Yay. <laughs> yes. Um, did you guys catch Jimbo's little uh pennywise smile in his scary talking head? No, I missed that must have glazed right over me. Yeah, I missed that. He does sort of like this evil, like, oh my power is growing, and then like <laughs> does this smile that's just like the pennywise smile. Oh gosh, so I missed creepy. that. I'm glad I missed that then. <laughs> yeah, it was unsettling. <laughs> I just had this voice inside my mind saying, We all float down here. Oh no. We'll leave it to Jimbo. Yeah. Definitely. Well, they don't call him Jimbo the drag clown for no reason. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get on to the maxi challenge. And this week, our girls are designing outfits completely made of recyclable materials. Paper, plastic, and metal. What the fuck? Yes, the um, quintessential drag race challenge. You know, take this trash and make it fashion, honey. Yes, dumpster diving for fashion. (laughs) This is one of those challenges that have been around since, like, the start of Drag Race. So the queen should know what's up with this one. Definitely. I I was, like, I was confused at first. Like, how did the teams get selected? Did they just decide who was on each team? Yeah, they chose. They said teams of three. And then they basically just went one, two, three. Okay, we're a team. One, two, three. We're a team. One, two, three. We're a team. They just all bunched together. Yeah, they were just standing by who I guess they like to work with. (laughs) Um, and actually, something I noticed, this is another challenge where Kiara and Rita Vega are on the same team. So I was wondering if oh. they feel some comfortable, um, you know, more being, I don't know if it's being able to communi- communicate better since they're both French queens or what, but um, I did notice that this challenge. Yeah, nice, um, nice pickup there. I had not noticed that, but if this is their second time working together, especially in a team environment, they have to be, there has to be some level of comfortability there. Comfortability. Yeah. It's hard to say, right? Now your tongue twistedness is coming over here. Yes. Pretty soon. No one will be able to speak. That's listening to this podcast, (laughs) but these two are comfortable working together. So that's going to give them a lot of ease going into this challenge. Very much so. Um, because Jimbo won the mini challenge, he gets to assign which team gets which bin. So the team we have team Jimbo, Ilona, and Tainomi, and they pick the paper bin, and they are now known as Maison Papier. Fun, fun. I like that um, Jimbo basically said they picked the paper because it's going to be a little easier to work with. You can glue it. You can do whatever you need to, and it's going to get the job done. Very smart. Yes. Or was it? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Um, Maison Papier just means the house of paper. Mm -hmm. So that's probably pretty obvious. But, you know, we like giving French (laughs) lessons on the show. Uh, French kicked my ass, so I'm no good. Yeah. 
<laughs> mine too. My, my knowledge of Quebecois really came back to bite me in the ass, <laughs> 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 or lack thereof. But um, so we have next Team Alona. I'm sorry, Team Lemon, Priyanka, and Boa, and they are given the metal bin and will now be known as the House of Rust. House of Rust. That's funny. <laughs> Oil. I don't know. This Oil. one like made me <laughs> <laughs> This one made me nervous a little bit because I do think it would be very difficult to like actually design stuff just purely out of metal. Yeah. So um I don't know. And I kind of feel like they didn't really design very good things out of metal, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. I've got lots of opinions about Team Metal Girl. Um, yeah, barely there. So that leaves Team Scarlet Bobo, Rita Vega, and Kiara. And they were assigned the plastic bin. Um, so they are now known as La Maison de Boraga. I would have wanted plastic if I were a queen, just because I feel like I could sneak some super high fashion looks out of the material. Yeah, I guess they were saying like it was hard to shape the plastic, but I mm-hmm. also kind of thought that the plastic would be good because you would have a material that would be like that you could use as like a base. Yes, I agree. Yeah, because that is the thing with, like, paper. It's, like, okay, well, it's, like, flimsier, so it's, like, harder to, like, create, like, really cool shapes, I Mm -hmm. guess. Whereas, like, I don't know. I feel like plastic you can do some, like, crazy shit with. (laughs) Yeah, and metal you're just fucked, so LOL. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Fuck metal. I know. I was like, when they were complaining, though, this I was having flashbacks to Drag Race UK with Davina DeCampo when she made that outfit out of like Ikea bags. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah, I remember that. That's basically a similar material as the tarp that they were using. And Davina won the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So. Nice recall. Yeah, she did. I mean, I'm sure it was difficult to work with, but not impossible. take notes henny so uh, we find out that rita vega was a club kid in her younger days so she feels as though she is prepared for this competition yes rita is ready to you know go back in time and relive those glory days and she knows what she's doing so i feel like she immediately has a vision and it looks like you know we'll get there but they had a really good cohesive look amongst the three of them i'll say that So um, I feel like this was heavily influenced by Rita. Yeah. And one of the three looks definitely was better than the other two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But we'll get into that. Um, So then, you know, they're designing, working on their outfits. Tainomi and Alona are shit talking Scarlet Bobo from across the room. Uh, Alona says that she hopes Bobo knows the lip sync (laughs) being real shady And then they ask Bobo how it's, you know, like, how's it going, girl, being (laughs) like your outfit's shit. And then they sort of go back and forth a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. um, Tainomi is quickly reminded that um, she's been in the bottom twice. So, (laughs) yes. But in typical bitchy Alona fashion, she, you know, has that laugh to just loudly laugh over Bobo until Bobo stops talking. Cackle, cackle, cackle. (laughs) Yes, girl. Um, Yeah, she came in and she said, I'm kind of a bitch. And now this is the episode where we're really kind of seeing that. So more to come. Uh, This is really not the type of behavior that I like seeing in the LGBT community. However, it is an unfortunate reality and probably even more prevalent between drag queens. Yeah, yeah. And we, we can get in. I have something to get into regarding that a little later. I'm going to save it because um, I think that'll be better served there. Okay, just make sure it doesn't expire because no one likes sour milk. <laughs> oh, I won't expire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Team Jimbo chooses the Sherbert Showgirls motif. Uh, however, in in uh, the journey of creating the outfit, Jimbo has decided that uh, you know she has this recycling queen outfit planned in her mind, 
and that she knows her silhouettes, her silhouette, and wants to design a look that will put her in the best position. Yeah, she just comes up front and is like, I need to have this look. And I mean, there's opportunity for the supporting looks to look just as good, and we can get into that a little later. But I mean, damn. You want to share the spotlight a little bit. Right. It's still about you, but, you know, share it, share it a little bit. No one said you had to be knights. Like, you could all be queens, but all right. <laughs> right. Like, you want to shine individually, but it's um, tricky to navigate in the team setting. Right. I thought it was really interesting that um, Jimbo was using, like, makeup, like, eyeshadow to design the outfit. Um because like she had like you know one of her like little applicator makeup brushes and was sort of like painting and dipping in the different colors and stuff yeah it kind of reminds me of the sketches that you see makeup artists kind of draw and then they um like when they're practicing and then they'll put it on the face yeah very much so i was like wow jimbo's like so creative It has like a kind of airbrushed kind of feel. I know. I could never do that. It always like kills me when these queens are just like designing like an entire dress like on paper. <laughs> yeah. I would just draw like a giant oval and <laughs> hope for the well, best. little lines. Waist. I would just be like a stick <laughs> Leg figure. one. <laughs> It'd be like, here's my stick figure person. There's like, Shoes. There's like an area, an arrow, and then it says belt next to it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's more like a diagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wig. <laughs> Wig. Oh, my gosh. Shoes. <laughs> stockings i don't know all right (laughs) moving on so uh so now they're going with recycling royalty and jimbo will be the queen and then the other two will be the slutty knights alona and tainomi we'll see how this turns out (laughs) yeah we'll see how this turns out i think the idea had potential definitely had potential and the outfits had potential too but yeah we'll get there so next, Stacy McKenzie is giving lessons on how to walk the runway. That is probably invaluable for a lot of these queens. Yeah, I was like surprised by this. I was like, oh, like we haven't seen, like, have we ever seen this on Drag Race? Or was it like maybe on an earlier season where they taught them to walk the runway? Maybe on an earlier season. I can't pinpoint there was, it. There was a season where Alyssa Edwards was the judge. It was uh, the one... Oh, forget who it's like her dress. Oh, it's the one with Plastique Tierra, right? Because Plastique Tierra was like her dra- yeah. unofficial drag daughter. Yes, yes. Yeah. So Alyssa was teaching girls how to walk the runway at that point. This moment reminds me of like when uh, Miss J Alexander would pop up on America's Next Top Model, and it was like the runway, the walking challenge episode that was always one of my favorite episodes to watch on America's Next Top Model because, um, much like Miss J Al- Alexander watching Stacy um, teach the girls how to walk, it's um, just fun to watch if you're a fan of fashion and all that kind of um, gay shit that I like. <laughs> right, and that's her strength too. I mean, that's her whole gig. Yeah, I mean, she is a supermodel, so this is what she does. So it's just for me, it's just like fun. What's Jeffrey Boyer Chapman's gig? Why why is he qualified to be a judge on the show? No one knows. <laughs> I can't answer that. We'll try and figure it out later. <laughs> I didn't really like those leopard pants on the last episode either. I mean, work. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get to figure it out later. <laughs> I do like his eyeliner, though. Anyways. All right. Alona. <laughs> another thing I noticed is Alona has this thing. Uh, whenever she's feeling nervous, she like compliments someone to deflect the attention. And I noticed she usually does this with the judges. Like she's like, oh, my God, you're an icon. Oh, I have not picked up on this. Or she'll be or like um, like uh, Stacy will be like, oh, my gosh, you're so beautiful. And then she'll be like, no, you're so beautiful, Stacy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I and feel they, like this is all I'm going to see now. They did that, like, I think she did it with Ralph during the singing competition. 
I don't know. It's just very noticeable to me for some reason. Is this like some Regina George shit that we're like, <laughs> as she walks away, that's the fuggliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's right. She, oh, if anyone had a burn book, it would be Alona. <laughs> oh my God. I love your bracelet. Where did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Boa has a wide set vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, so time for another quick French lesson. During the walking of the runway lesson, Stacy tells Jimbo not to lose his Jimbo je ne sais pas, which means uh, something special about you that I can't quite put my finger on. It's something kind of unexplainable that is special about you. Ooh, interesting. Don't yes. lose your mystery. Exactly. Uh, also, Stacy tells Rita Vega, Ici mon chéri, which means, come here, my love. Oh, cute. <laughs> yes. French lesson over. <laughs> <laughs> We're done for the day. Uh, Scarlett says that she's missing her drag children. Uh, she said, and she tells us about Jeanette Bobo, who started the Bobo House, and Scarlett said that she was sort of a mentor to her, starting around age sixteen. Yeah, she's um, mo- like a lot of queer people in the community had trouble with their family, so um, Jeanette became, you know, part of that chosen family, and very much her drag mother. Definitely, and then. Unfortunately, we find out that Jeanette actually passed away unexpectedly right before the competition. Yeah, that was really sad. I was like, no, no. You just feel so bad for him. Yeah, it always hurts when the story just ends like so abruptly like that. Definitely. I mean, especially for like the the mother of your house, you know, Mm -hmm. that's like the one that takes care of you, that sort of thing. So yeah it was very sad and i'm sure it weighed on it was weighing on scarlet the whole time kind of like similarly when um Alyssa had gone on like in her uh dad had died mom her mom had died right oh, before right. yeah mm-hmm. so it's just something that can kind of oh and also detox too like um but yeah it's just i feel like it kind of weighs on you so i'm wondering if that is holding scarlet bobo back at all in the competition even though i think she is doing really well I think it's something that's on her mind, but I think um, we'll see Scarlett use it more as fuel instead of being held back. Definitely. I hope so. I know she would like to make her mother proud. So now it's time for the runway, and in walks in the janitor. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. That's fashion designer Bedell. (laughs) We, I mean... It's Canada's Drag Race. Of course, um, we're not too familiar with a lot of the celebrities, but I, I'm sorry. I didn't know who this was. We had to do a Google. Yeah. I did a Google, too. I Google, you Google. We all Google. <laughs> I mean, my un- the Google that I saw, hopefully it's not fake news, but <laughs> oh, shit. was he like the first or the winner of like Project Runway Canada or something? Yes, he was the winner okay. of season one of Drag Race Can- or uh, Project Runway Canada and the winner of season one of Canada or All Stars Project Runway. Oh, he nice. also won the All Stars season two. So he's decorated. Okay. Yes. Um, I thought that the outfit he chose to wear was really interesting because it's sort of like uh, an outfit where different cultures combine because, you know, he has that sort of like neck piece you know little tie thing that comes out of like the spaghetti western americana look mm-hmm. and then um also with like the sir wall pants the middle eastern inspired pants yeah that kind of harem pant mm-hmm. oh yeah so i thought that was a very interesting look i, I liked it yeah i think it worked for him because he you know has the personality to wear it uh, i thought the other j- judges looked great as well and i thought that um you know i noticed that Stacy's eyeliner wing again. Um, I think this is like her trademark look now. So I'm starting to get more of the story. Yeah. You noticed it on the runway when she stopped in the workroom as well. 
Yes. I notice it's sort of like along the top lid and then into a wing, and that's all you get. Mm-hmm. So it's very much her signature style. Um, however, slap a little eyeliner on Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, and he gets <laughs> real sassy. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I was like, what is up with JBC? This it must episode. be like pepper eyeliner or something. He's just f- fighting so hard to hold the tears back. He's got to let out the rage somewhere. Yeah. He was like, I'm feeling myself. Feeling myself. Spicy, honey. <laughs> Maybe yes. like Rue turned him down or something last night. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Her and Rue, uh, you know, definitely had a bit a difficult time. <laughs> something happened. Maybe JBC was kicked off the fracking farm, but um, all right. So it's time to walk the runway. Let's talk about the looks. Who stood out for you? Or maybe what team stood out for you? Let's start like that. In my opinion, I actually really enjoyed the plastic team because all in all, they, in my opinion, were the most cohesive idea-wise. All the girls did different looks, but they blended as far as they had a... um, let's call it a pattern if you will like the same kind of paint style so um think of like a prince being used for different garments and different embellishments so and a close second for me a very close second between these last two teams was um metal probably oh gosh you (laughs) said that would be the last like the the lowest level no that would be my next in line like they probably are second to me Ah, okay. What about you, Stoney? Um, so for me, definitely number one was plastic. Um, I don't know. Are we going to go through like the individual looks or did you want to just talk about like whose team was the best? I would just talk about which team was the best first. Or if you okay. want to start talking about looks, you can. <laughs> well, I'll just say like, okay, so plastic for me was number one. And then to me, it was obvious that paper was number two and... To me, metal just wasn't good at all. It was actually <laughs> quite bad, I thought. <laughs> yeah, metal, I think I would lean more towards Stoney's ranking. I don't know. I don't know if I quite see it for Team Plastic, except for Rita. But I don't know if I agree with enjoying or that the other two looks were that great. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think that Rita Vega had the best look on the runway concept wise. It was executed very well. This is avant-garde in my opinion. It's still mild avant-garde, but it's kind of towards that level more than um, Alona and Tainomi specifically. Um, I feel like the plastic looks were Kiara's was maybe a little questionable. I'll give you that, but Scarlett's dress (laughs) looked like something that, you know, somebody could wear to like, a business cocktail luncheon or she could go rock out on a stage somewhere. I don't know. An art gallery opening. Yeah. That's very (laughs) cute. Yes. Yeah. I I guess like on the plastic team, I thought that, I mean, I thought all three of them were pretty good. I did think I did like Kiara's, but I just didn't feel like it had like enough shape to it. And that's partially like her body type. And I just think she needs to like work on either like incorporating padding or (laughs) working. Just playing with the illusion a little more. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But I thought all three of them did well. I thought Scarlet's was nice. Um, To me, it was like kind of Scarlet and Rita were the like the two best out of that. Definitely. And I I hate to interrupt, but I think it's time for a little break in the episode. We're going to do some refills here. But when we do come back, we are going to get more deeply critical of their looks and the judges. Yeah, sounds (laughs) good. I have more to say. Yes. Be back soon. Get your drinks filled, girls. We have lots of tea to spill. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are going to get more in-depth with the looks that we saw on the runway this week. 
Uh, before we left for break, Stoney and Jamal were telling us a little bit about Team Plastic, and I just wanted to see if there was anything else that you wanted to discuss about the individual looks on that team. Um, well, like I said before, I think Scarlett's dress was um, actually really good on the Plastic team. Kiara's wasn't bad, but I have to agree with Stoney. Like, we have to start playing with this shape, and I know um, body positivity. Like, we didn't want to shit on anybody's body type or anything, but even Naomi Smalls, my fave, had this problem. The judges wanted to see what kind of shapes you can bring, and that's not necessarily always your body. You can play with the garment shapes that you're serving, so just kind of pushing the boundaries that way. Um, did we want to go into other teams or? Yeah, I guess, I mean, I would agree with basically everything that was said about Team Plastic. I just, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I'm completely sold on Scarlet Bobos, like, because, and this is probably because they chose tarp as like their main material, <laughs> but it just doesn't, it doesn't, it, you know adapt to the shape of the body very well um you're not into plastic um potato sacks uh i'm i'm not <laughs> <laughs> i would have to say no if you're asking me <laughs> for an answer now um but i mean yeah i i will agree though like when rita came out i was just like my breath was taken away and i thought she was so beautiful and then the other two i was like all right <laughs> Yeah, now keep in mind, too, like, the, you, these teams, like, you're all on a team, but you're still supposed to design and execute your own individual look. So you can only help so much. And we know that Rita Vega is a skilled queen. I mean, even if you looked at the slit of her dress, you saw the same plastic detail that was popping off around her entire collar line. So it's like the little things like that, that um, attention to detail is what sets queens like Rita Vega apart. So that's not to say she shouldn't try to elevate her sisters because they are on a team, but you can only do so much when you're trying to get your own garment out there as well. Right, because you also want to look good yourself. <laughs> yeah, and it's still a competition in the end. So hey, sis, we all looked good, but I looked a little better because skills. Yes. Uh, so what team should we talk about next? Well, I feel like we can just get like metal over with. I just want to like <laughs> share like my reasoning on how I selected them as my next favorite. I really enjoyed Jimbo's look on the paper team, but I felt like the metal team, even with Boa's trash ass look, like that was like an <laughs> incomplete look for me. I thought that there were so many missed opportunities with this look specifically um, and it's not because she's the thicker queen. I thought that they could have used more of the materials to make like a nice kind of corset and then make that a full skirt with that same kind of top that she already had. And that would have like been like a really nice finale piece. And Priyanka's dress was like basic. It did the job. Well, the judges were so like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. And I don't see it. What the fuck? <laughs> I think that it was, like, the concept. Yeah, and that's kind of where, like, when Priyanka first walked down the runway, like, she does such a good job of just, like, serving with her walk and yes. stuff. So she sold the what she was wearing. But when she's, like, standing there, and as I look at the pictures, I'm like, no, sis, this is not it. Yeah, it's that, <laughs> like, yeah. Concept is the wrong word. It's the execution because Priyanka, like she knows how to sell you that moment, like Stoney just said. And, and I think that's what won the people. Yeah. And even I felt like the makeup wasn't great either with Priyanka. I mean, she looked cold and like frail. So I think that worked with like the whole metal vibe. I did not mind Lemon's dress, but sis, it was still on the basic side. I don't like that she chose that long ass wig. Yeah. Like we needed to emphasize the materials more because it was cool and they could have done a better job incorporating each other's materials into their garments. Yeah. I didn't like lemons wig. I didn't like the, it was a cool concept. The idea of like pulling apart those like, uh, you know, the kitchen scrub things or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, but it just, I don't know. Again, there wasn't like, and that's Lemon's problem, I feel like. A lot of times, like, I feel like there's never any shape to it. And I found... It's boxy. Which sucks because I sound like Michelle on this damn podcast. But, <laughs> like, it's partially true, so... 
Well, I mean, it looks boxy, um, and that's kind of how I reached my decision. I was like, you know what? These queens, to me, like I just like them a pinch more than I did the paper team. Well, and and this is um this is my own speculation as far as lemon, but I I feel like lemon is someone who is uncomfortable with their body, um oh. because I noticed that in a lot of looks, and then also like in the boy looks, um I think she wears like a cincher. And it's like a flesh colored censure because like, especially in the look where she had the yellow top on, you can kind of see that it's not her skin. Like, you know how it was really short and it shows a little bit of stomach, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. actually her skin. It was like this like censure. Like this is also something that Bible girl has done in the past too. So I just don't, I don't know if that's like, I don't know what, I don't know what it's about because there haven't, there hasn't been that story told to us yet but it's just something that I've noticed and I'm just sort of wondering for myself, like a curiosity for myself. Do you think it's just a fashion choice? Like do people just wear it daily, like as part of their looks? I mean, it's definitely possible, but I feel like if you were to, you would want to cover it up, not have it as like your skin showing. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Listeners let us know. This is the first time I'm like, this is the first time I'm thinking this or hearing this. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think. Let me know if I'm reading way too into it. <laughs> um, switching gears. I have to say that, yes, Boa's look was not the best this week. And it really reminded me of Jiggly Caliente's design look. from oh season Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I was like, wow. Deja gu- or what is it called? Deja Ru. Wow, good yeah. recall. <laughs> but I do like that the breast uh, apparatus did open. <laughs> that was pretty cute idea. Um, that was fun. But I do agree with Brooklyn that she should have had like a bolero or some something more going on on the top of her body. Mm-hmm. Um, needed something else. Yes, and and Priyanka's even though it was praised and I, and I do love Priyanka, but I do see just a piece of metal wrapped around her body lined with tinfoil so i don't know if she just made that up real quick and then went to gossip with other people or what (laughs) well even priyanka though during the judges critiques priyanka was like wait what (laughs) you guys actually like this oh my god she was shocked (laughs) she was genuinely shocked (laughs) very much even she she knew that it was not good and, and I'm also noticing that this team is wearing all black hair. So I'm wondering if it would have been like more interesting and more fashion forward for them all to wear like a silver hair just to go with the metal. Um, yeah, push that boundary a little more. Yeah. And that could have also been helpful with um, Lemon to tie into the other girls since they were using different shades of metal. Yes. And they could have done like their fingernails the color of lemon's dress or something yeah and lemon could have used their color as like a belt yes so that leaves us to talk about team paper what do we think you guys well so i guess i'll start so on paper i actually like this now here's the problem that i guess i guess first off just jimbo's dress in general i thought was really beautiful i thought it was amazing like what she was able to create just out of the paper um i didn't necessarily have a problem with like her makeup i understand like they're saying she kind of looks like a zombie but isn't that jimbo like that's just jimbo's aesthetic so it's like okay it's fine if you want to say that but to me it made sense i didn't think her arms needed to really be like white but that's just me isn't Um, that sort of the victorian style though like to have the pale face and the the white wig am i thinking about that wrong no i mean it is the victorian i guess where they were saying like oh she's also got the white contact so it kind of does make her look like a little scary but to me it wasn't like problematic i was just like that's jimbo right i definitely didn't get zombie um and then the other two i thought their looks were fine it was more just it seemed like the judge's issue was that basically they're like the peasants taking care of Jimbo. And I can kind of see from that uh, perspective, but I thought the looks actually weren't like terrible, like for them to create those looks. Like to me, it was, it was a pretty good job. 
yeah, I would agree with that. I felt like Jimbo's look was really good. Um, the dress itself, the construction was on point. It you, it was a little tough because it's paper, right? I like that she had a center of the gown, though. So if even if it was chunky, like I still think that breaking it up with the spikes, the hard and soft, and that contrast, it always is going to work in a garment. So I thought that looked really good. I did think the makeup was just a little washed out for me. I think that the hair, like, if you're going to do that, like, go big. Because the hair was just kind of, like, limp under that crown. Like, give me a big curly, like, bouffant something under there. It is, like, the Victorian style. Um, I don't know if I've seen a lot of the looks with their arms exposed. So maybe we are missing sleeves to tie it in and really paint the story. But the other two looks, um, I mean, makeup and in general um for me just because the arms were exposed i would maybe want to put something like a streak of color or something to kind of blend it all in but was it that much of a distraction no and those are just like minor details but with um tainomi and alona's looks i think that they looked so construction paper kind of barney's army because they didn't put as much detail as they did in jimbo's like, they just put a few of the little pinata, um, I don't even know what to call them, like frame, streamers, streamer things on. Like, take it over the top. Like, use the same kind of poofy flower things with that armor, and it would have, like, put it way over the top. And then you could use all of those um, kind of frays and streamers to put into your knight's caps. Like, drag it up and push it to that next level. It looked like... They could. It just looked like they could have done more. I would agree. Yeah, I think that um, you know, instead of just having those streamers like here and there on the skirt, like they should have covered the entire skirt with those streamers, sim- and then yes. that would have matched the same silhouette as Jimbo. Correct, and it would have told a story, and they would have appreciated all of the looks, even though Jimbo has the biggest dress it still would have looked, um, you know, not so party city. And going back to the top of the episode, this is a staple challenge on Drag Race, and you know it's coming. Yes, it's a bin of trash, <laughs> but it's your job to make it fashion. Don't talk about me that way. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I agree with you. I think that it was a little party city, the nights were, but I just feel like we're giving a pass to the metal team, which to me was not even cutting it really, but I don't know. Like one other thing I too wanted to mention, I don't know if you had other thoughts, Seth, but I was just thinking about like JBC and his comment about Jimbo, like, Oh, you had plenty of time, girl. Like maybe you should do it more wisely or, you know, work more wisely. And I was just like, okay, bitch. Like, (laughs) Well, I mean, I think the comment started off fair. And also, too, you have to remember that this is edit. Things are edited out. So maybe Jimbo was being more like coming back at the judges with their comments. But from what was shown, and that's all we can speak on, I thought Jeffrey could have said, well, all the queens were given the same amount of time. Full stop. That would have been okay. But he went and pushed it over the edge because he was like, maybe you should have used your time better. And then just does this sort of like bitchy little squint. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And while I don't disagree, that delivery was all wrong and it wasn't really necessary. There was just a lot of like passive aggressiveness, like, like packed in that basically. Yeah, the judges have been getting a lot of criticism throughout the entire season so far for just being completely mean in their critiques on the runway. But I feel like in this episode, like JBC really, really crossed the line. In the in the past, I haven't felt that they were too critical, but this episode, yeah, he definitely crossed the line, and he is getting dragged really hard for it. And people are wanting to hear like an apology. For his statement and even I saw um, Tatiana she like retweeted that and she was like if a judge ha- said that to me on the runway I would have a lot more to say to them <laughs> I did see that too where Tatiana was like no girl <laughs> and I yeah, think Ariel I mean, was in there too agreeing there were other queens agreeing with Tatiana so it's not just Tatiana a lot of the queens yeah. saw that 
I mean, you're not going to come on TV to just be like made a complete fool of like, you know, I agree. Like, okay, you could have used your time more wisely, but you know, the way he said that, like it was just completely out of line. And I think they get the point. Like you said, if the full stop moment, like all the Queens had the same amount of time because that's exactly right. And all the other bullshit is implied. But the my problem too though with that comment was they were saying it he was saying it to Jimbo and Jimbo had like a fully completed look. Like if this would have been said to like, I don't know, uh Alona like, or Tainomi. Well I don't know, just I'm trying to think of like a queen that like, you know what was the queen on season twelve, the one uh from Atlanta, the closet or the one that the bedroom queen. Oh, Aiden? Yeah, like, if this was, like, Aiden Zane coming out and being, like, you know, wearing just, like, basically nothing, like, okay, then make that comment to her or something, but, like, for it to just be, like, Jimbo, <laughs> who has, like, a completed look and everything's fine, it's just, like, it seems excessive to me. Yeah, like, comparing it to the, the black and white, um, the challenge where she made that black and white outfit. Yeah, like, because we've seen queens in the past where they they're wearing like the most basic ass thing and then bitch about ha- not having time. Like Jimbo yeah. created like a giant ass, like queen, yeah. like paper look. And he's like, well, you should have used your time more wisely. I know. It's like, okay. JBC. <laughs> is that the, is that the side of being like, you know, so talented because they will pick apart the tiniest details despite your like creation of work. Like, does that make them more prone to? I don't know. Apart? I feel like if I was Jimbo, I'd been like, okay, sorry. Next time, I'll make a more basic ass look, so I have more time to fucking paint my arms for yeah. you. Yeah, Jimbo like. really went through it between <laughs> between this and what we're about to get into. I yeah, Jimbo did not get it easy. But the the one thing I did want to say um, before we move on from the runway is that um, the judge and this is from what we've sh- we're shown on the show. Not once was it said that these outfits should be couture. All they said was they needed to make an outfit using the materials. So if they wanted couture, they should have said couture. They didn't say, because I mean, there were a lot of other teams that were not couture. (laughs) Right. They just said collection, basically. Yeah, collection. So really, if you just want to keep it real simple, we're looking for looks that are cohesive. Right. Because we're in the, if, if they had talked about taste level, then I would be like, yeah, roast them. But I didn't get that. <laughs> I mean, and then it, it comes down to the viewer, too, because everybody's version, including you, listener, of cohesive is going to be different. That's very true. All right. So moving on, the winner of the challenge is Rita Vega and well, and her house of uh, plastic. The, what was it? La Maison de Boraga. I think that's what it was. I, I so <laughs> forgot. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so their team won. Rita Vega won overall. Um, so let us see. We got into a lot of judge drama. And then on the runway, Tainomi is getting very emotional again. And Brooklyn asks, like, what has been going on with you this entire competition? Because you are like a legend here in Canada and we haven't seen it yet. She said it nicer. I don't know if that came off mean, but she was really nice about it. (laughs) Yeah. She came off very like concerned and loving and warm. You know, this is a safe space. What's going on, sis. Um, And she was just trying to break through because Tainomi, you, you hear from what I understand, Tainomi is like this monster queen and someone who's really good Um, lots of fans huge following a presence you know and they haven't really seen that spark yet so maybe it's the competition yeah i don't know i felt really bad for her just because she was clearly like having a hard time like with all of like the critiques and just like she's clearly somebody that you know has a long history in drag so it sucked to like go on your favorite show as a drag queen and then be like you suck like you know like yeah. to right. constantly be in the bottom i was chatting with um canadian correspondent nicole um remember nicole from our meet the queens episode listeners um about this on our instagram dms and 
we both agree and think that something's going on with Tainomi, like um, just maybe like on a mental health level. Um, sometimes, in my opinion, um, you know, things like a competition or any stressful event like that can really like make you go through it. And sometimes we're just used to going and going and going and then you just can't anymore and you don't know how to push it. And as a result, your creativity is blocked and it's hard to deal with that and that's just a whole nother layer so um we think that Tainomi's definitely going through something so hopefully um she's broken out of that yeah and i mean there could be like extraneous factors of things going on that we just don't know about too right exactly things that happen back home but yeah but yeah definitely possible um they go back into the workroom and alona is upset and taking out on the other queens uh the main confrontation here is between alona and jimbo uh jimbo states that it is very cold in the studio as you can tell because everyone's wearing blankets <laughs> and alona is just not feeling it uh she's like not here for anybody having anything that's not about her to say I know this is just so embarrassing. <laughs> like what I don't know. Alona was just like, I don't want to hear it. And it's like Jimbo's just like, I'm fucking cold. Like it's not that. Like I'm not. <laughs> like I'm not allowed to have a fucking opinion or yeah. exist. <laughs> Luckily, all we want to hear is you talk, Alona. So, <laughs> what do you have to say? I appreciate that so much. It's like, yes, sis, I understand you're going through it, but you're not going to sit here and attempt to gather me. Uh uh-uh. uh. I got bad notes, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I did really admire Jimbo for sticking up for herself because yes. in that situation, when someone is coming at you so fiercely, like, I think, like, for me, at least, my initial thing would be just to, like, not say anything or whatever. And so I was, like, really proud of, like, Jimbo for being like, whoa, 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 get, you know, like, let's just think about this like you're not the only one in this competition so i really like that Um, and remember we're all human listeners i mean i thought alona was a huge fucking brat in this moment and i did like her a little less but she's just responding to a situation um clearly she does not process stress very well and um i guess I guess that it can come later, but I have like a question about her being not being friends with the only other queer person in her high school. And I wonder if it's because it was like this energy, like if yeah. it's not about, if it's not about me, I don't care. So, yeah, I mean that very much could be it. You know, she says she likes the attention. So maybe she's just like having this big scene. So she thinks she's going to have this like big TV moment. Yes. Don't send hate to the Queens, but I do have some character questions. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I still like Alona. We definitely, you know, saw her being more bitchy in this episode, but the stress of the competition gets to you. And this yes. was just one moment in time. So yes. this is a television show. So let's not send hate to Alona. That's right. right. This is a moment in time. That's right. All right. So then, you know, in the midst of all this, you know, Tainomi's having like a breakdown. All the girls are saying like, we'd hate to see you this way. But Alona interrupts again (laughs) to have more attention (laughs) brought on her. The queens aren't having it at all. (laughs) It did not come off well on television for her. But, um, you know, she maybe this was the moment that she wanted. So (laughs) it's not not cute behavior. Um, Not at all. So back on the stage, the judges are discussing um, the looks and they all say that Jimbo is losing, you know, like their voice in the competition, losing steam. Uh, They say she's lost her fire. And in my opinion, I have not seen that. And I think that this is a made up narrative because according to whatever list they made of the order of which the girls will be going home this season, I have a feeling that they have Jimbo's elimination coming up here within the next few episodes. (laughs) So I think they're trying to lead into that. And I think we could have an uprising on our hands if this happens the way I think it is. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Like, I agree with you. I don't see like it's episode four and like Jimbo still had one of the better looks this episode. So I don't really know like 
how she's lost her way or whatever. <laughs> like they're talking like <laughs> I feel like they're just kind of like picking her apart because she is such a talented queen. Like the dress itself was fine. I still don't think the hair and makeup was all the way there. I just don't. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But it's kind of like, yeah, it's not, it doesn't make sense to me. It's out of pocket. Like, best look, Rita Vega. Second best look, Jumbo. How has she lost it? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. This is weird. Um. All right. So the bottom two are Alona and Tainomi. And Alona debates giving up and not even doing the lip sync, but eventually she does. What a drama queen. I know. I kind of was hoping that the judges would be like, okay, you can just go home. Bye. Well, (laughs) in any other American season of Drag Race, if any other queen had done that, Rue would have sent her ass home. Because Rue wants people there that want to be in the competition. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I did that did cross my mind as well. Like if Rue were sitting at that table, Alona would be going home. I think that Alona should have gone home. I do like Alona, but I think based on her look on the challenge and the fact that she was wanting to quit the competition, I think that she should have been eliminated. I don't disagree with that. I think um this it would suck to lose a queen like Alona because of what they represent, like so many things on the on the show. But I mean, if it's your time, it's your time. And I felt like it was Alona's time because for those reasons exactly. Like Drag Race, the the mother of Drag Race, like <laughs> the birthing franchise of fran- of um Drag Race. If you were to think about quitting, like you're going home. Yeah. Even on All Stars, like if you're gonna vote yourself out, like the queens are gonna pull your lipstick. Right. <laughs> so. Right, but um, in the end, they have a pretty great lip sync to Avril Lavigne's girlfriend, her big hit from. Um, 12 years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I used to have Avril Lavigne in my like cl- clock radio and I would like set the timer and like let it play. Yeah. yeah. I remember a lot of times in college um, playing beer pong with Jamal and listening to this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Avril is always in rotation. Yes. And if you guys want, I do have her DVD so I can let you borrow it. <laughs> of her concert yeah, if, video if anyone still has a dvd <laughs> player seth didn't that didn't we make stony watch it that one time yeah because i i bought it like when i first moved back to indianapolis <laughs> and like i was staying with jamal and stony and i bought it at goodwill and then i was like can we please watch this and stony was like no <laughs> stop making me watch it <laughs> but we made him watch it and it was the best thing ever yes <laughs> so um in the end of this lip sync alona is very shocked that she beat her friend and she gets to stay in the competition and that means that tainomi is eliminated uh tainomi banks rest in peace maybe we'll get to see her on a future all-stars international or down the road after um enough seasons of canada's drag race yeah, I would li- really like to see Tainomi back in the competition where she's feeling a little bit more um, present. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of a bummer, of course, to see Tainomi gone. You know, she's someone that I thought would last the entire show. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it just sucks. I don't know. I didn't want to see her leave. I definitely feel like we're missing out. Yeah, I feel like I need to go see a Tainomi show like in person or something. <laughs> Yeah, I think we need to plan a, a Canada trip. Wear a mask, Queen. <laughs> after after COVID. Yeah, when when they let us into their country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's so right. <laughs> yeah, because we're pretty that's much dirty left to die here right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, I don't um, blame you, Canada. We're just stuck in the shithole nation. So, um, I anyways, do not blame y'all. <laughs> so that was our episode of Canada's Drag Race. Um, it was a really fun episode. I really enjoyed the design challenge episodes. Um, you guys know what ha- is coming next week, right? It's the Snatch Game. Snatch Game. Yes. 
I'm really excited to see who they do. I know in the can or in the UK drag race, we were having trouble knowing who some of the characters they were portraying. So I'm hoping that we have a little bit better luck with the Canada season. Yeah. And most of all, Snatch Game is supposed to make us laugh. So hopefully we get some good cackles and har-hars in there. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Well, it has been another fun week. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Oh, wait, we have to do the Fantasy League. I'm getting... You can't see this because it's a (laughs) podcast, but they're staring at me. Stoney, (laughs) will you please tell us about the Fantasy League? Yes. So after four episodes... There hasn't been a lot of change. I am still in last <laughs> place <laughs> with 55 points. Yes. Uh, Jamal's in second with 105. Ooh. And Seth is in first place with 170 points. Yes. Just uh, a meager 175 points. I am coming up from behind. <laughs> Uh-oh. I better watch myself. Mm-hmm. I know. I lost my first teammate, so I'm a little worried. Oh, yeah. I know. My team is still still there, just not doing much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, stay tuned till next week. Maybe Jamal and Sony will make a comeback in the Fantasy League. I hope not, but you never know. <laughs> we shall see. Well, you know, it's current reigning from All-Stars 5. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's right. Congratulations, Queen. <laughs> you know, it would just be a great punctuation on a, on, you know, to win two crowns in a row. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, you guys. I'm really going to finish the episode this time. Uh, <laughs> make sure that you like and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform that you usually listen to on. And make sure you tell a friend and leave us a review because that helps people find us so that we can have fun. Yes, please. Thank you in advance. We love to have you. Yes. And you can find the Fantasy League standings at thanksforcomingpodcast.com. And you can find out like how the points break down a little bit more there. But um, yeah, so we'll be back next week on Tuesday. But until then... Bye. Bye. Bye.